This is the Relevant Podcast. It's Friday, April 30th, 2021, and it's the Relevant Podcast. Here in Orlando, I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Austin, Texas, author, podcaster, extraordinaire, Jamie Ivey. <laughs> wow, thank you, Cameron. Hey, guys. <laughs> and from Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. Yoski. Yoski. How's it going? How's how's uh, the moguling going? Mogling? <laughs> Here's what I'm know, asking. Is that even a word? Last mogling week, is last going, week <laughs> we brought up your, your Twitter presence uh-huh. and the reaction that people had to some things you had recently posted and then your response and all that stuff. And it was quite the thing to watch, right? And yeah. then you surprised me <laughs> and apologized publicly to everybody that you had offended and upset on Twitter. And I was like, man, you got to double down. You don't go the apology route. But I then do the, Donald Trump, huh? the mogul <laughs> apologized with a line of sorry merch. And I was like, this guy, that's why he's the mogul. He turns a Twitter apology into a money-making opportunity. Lo and behold, I bought, we all bought, <laughs> One of Derek's sorry shirts. Actually. Yeah, we did. Listen, Derek, there are so many things in my life that I have to constantly apologize for. That, you know, just turning it dad, into a shirt. As a husband, does yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Pretty much every field. You're, you're saving me so much time because right now I can just pull back my dress shirt and if I'm wearing the sorry shirt underneath, I don't even need to issue an apology. It's just like, I'm just like Superman. Just like, hey, check this out. Uh, Jesse, sorry I yelled you at you gotta- kids. Be very careful that you do remember that you have the sorry shirt on because if you do that as a reflex without the shirt on underneath, you have yet I, another if thing. If I do it with a reflex, if people are just staring at my bare chest, I'll be like, hang on one sec, I will be right back. And then I come back and I'm like, sorry for that. And I'm sorry for this. <laughs> that did not go as you planned. There, did the sorry shirts, like, did they sell out? Like, what happened? Like, you you know, <laughs> we, I saw the sold, announcement. We, we sold a decent amount. I'm not going to lie. That's we really sold funny. more than I expected. I definitely will say wow. that. But it was... Uh, you know, I feel like like we got to have fun, man. Like, it's like, it is what it is. Like, yo, guys, let's not be so serious. So there were some people that were like ultra offended with the shirt, but I'm like, they'll be okay. What? The shirt said sorry. That's all yeah, it said. Ultra, ultra offended. You know, people, that's the funny thing about Twitter, because there's people that are saying like, even my original tweet meant something that. They meant stuff that it never would mean ever in my life. Like, but it's like, that's what happens when the internet gets involved. Everybody becomes experts. They have their own opinions. They can tell you exact that people are telling me what I meant. Like every, and I'm like, how do you know this? We've never met before. Like, you know, so I, I was like, at this point, I'm just like, all right, this, this will really be fun. So I just threw it out. I was like, all right, whatever I happens, bear, happens. Man. I don't really care. I love it. Are the, bear. are the people on Instagram the same? Cause you know, I, I don't go over on Twitter. It makes me nervous, but Instagram, cause you posted the same thing. I they're think a are people nice they're there. Little, they're a little more, they're a little more like, well, here's the thing. All right. So this is funny because like my, I think what, how I've been operating for the past four years, I've weeded out a lot of the really, really serious people, right? right? right. Like the people that are like, that are, that are just, you know, 
weirdo, for fights. like yeah. super yeah, conservative, yeah. want to fight, whatever, or super liberal want to fight. You know what I mean? So like everybody's like, now it's a big joke. Like everybody's like posting like soap emojis under my comments and stuff for hey Derek's dropping a new song hope he doesn't drop this it's like you know what I mean like it's not really it's not that deep like because yeah. everybody knew it's like I'm not like I don't know man it's crazy but then you got the the ultra ultra people that want to fight like some people are just in a constant fight and they're mm-hmm. just looking yep. for the next fight you know what I mean so exhausting. you just got to know to avoid that. that way oh my gosh I don't, I don't well, get it I'm like why because you, you see them say something to you and I'm like all right let me see should I even respond to this and then you go to their page and there's like 17,000 tweets arguing with somebody else so it's like they're in 14 arguments at the same time and it's like you know what <laughs> I'm just not gonna full time job. Even, I'm like, yeah, this is a job. I'm like, what? Derek, I'm so glad you brought this up because I was, I had, I got I got a take on this because I, I was, I didn't, I forgot we were doing the game. I, I prepared a what Jesse thinking, but it, I, I wanted to just bring up one little element of it. It's that like people. There's something that just conditioned people online to be angry all the time. Mm-hmm. And I found that those same people are always like super angry at the media. They're like, oh, the media is the problem, <laughs> even though they're on social media picking fights. You know what I mean? Like they're not. But it, but it's like, no, you're angry with the media or whatever boogeyman is because you're finding things to be angry with him about. Like the 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 quote unquote media. I found I went in. I was like, these are real stories that that I that have been posted in the last couple of weeks that no one can, that should be the biggest story in the world, but nobody cares about because they're just involved in dumb Twitter fights or like they're yeah. just involved in finding something that confirms their own, you know, hostility towards, you know, CNN or whatever. Dude, there was a video released like a week ago that was on every media site of a monkey playing a video game with his mind. Okay, he was he it, the monkey thought he was using a joystick. The joystick wasn't plugged in. They had a Neuralink chip in the monkey's head. Oh my god! We've got a monkey playing a video game with his mind, and wow. nobody cares. Like that should be the biggest huh. story in the world. Wow. <laughs> we we exactly. can control monkeys with minds, and yeah. it's on video and confirmable. But we, you know, we, we got it. Or, or like the Pentagon, you know, confirmed this video of a black triangle that you can watch. It is a black triangle floating over like a naval ship, and the Pentagon's like, "Yeah, we don't know what it is." No. Nobody cares. Like, there, there is like because they, ar- they argue with me over my frustration with racial justice. So it's yeah. like you're arguing with me over my language when but there's, there's a black a, triangle a taking black over, triangle over, over the, we have, yeah. we, we have confirmed stories. We have confirmed stories of a scientist experimenting with human animal hybrids. Right, yeah. like they've been able to fuse animal human embryos and the hope is that long term that these like you know hybrid uh uh creations these chimera provide yeah w- would provide scientists with a potentially more ethical but or in some cases more ethically questionable way to do research or to like create like they already you know the implications are maybe we could grow human organs in one of these kind of hybrid creations and it wouldn't create the same ethical concerns because save human life either way crazy huge story monkey mind control <laughs> human animal hybrids black triangles and nobody cares these aren't like on fringe sites these are confirmed like associated press <laughs> 
stories. But we're so we all we're so consumed about finding fights to get into about yeah. the, not and not only the set and and here's the other thing. The, and I'll stop after this. But like, it's not even fighting about what somebody says. It's fighting about how they say something. Yes. It's like they don't even care about the substance of the argument. And right. A lot of the arguments are just like you shouldn't have said it that way. And it's like. You're we're ignoring all this awesome stuff that is happening, you know? <laughs> people, yeah. Yeah, I just like I've got to a point where it's just like it is what it is. Like people are going to be upset. They just got to be upset, man. Like and I all I'm, all you can do is your best. That's all we can all do. So, if we're doing that, we good. Jamie, you, I feel like, you know, obviously ha- are a public personality as well, that anytime you're talking, no matter how diplomatically about issues, faith or social issues, you're going to have people find reasons to get angry at you. Sometimes justified. I think it's important to listen to, to critics, obviously. But how do you deal with stuff that's just open hostility? And Jamie, I, ne- I need you to because you're the nicest person I've mm-hmm. ever met. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm not even gonna lie. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, if Jamie Ivy's gonna get it, then I know I'm getting it because I'm not <laughs> as 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 you know what I'm saying diplomatic and sweet. I mean, she is the definition of all right. Here, I'm gonna give you People some medicine. But here's a little sugar. So, so how, do you, how do you deal with it, Jamie? You gotta help me. Jamie is. The actual nicest person I've ever met. But Y'all are so think nice. About, My husband's think like, about, no, she's not. <laughs> think about the lane she's in and the platform she has and the p- people in her, in her core circle, right? Jamie's the rebel. She's got mm. arm tats. She thinks fair-mindedly about politics. She cares about refugees about and racial justice. I, exactly. She's You're the right, liberal Cameron. rebel in her very conservative world. And so like mm-hmm. she's the nicest who could ever criticize Jamie Ivy. There's a lot of crazy people in that circle that uh, would think yes. that she's a loony. Yeah. The things that have, I've been called mostly recently have been like, I'm, I'm letting go of the truth. I don't stand on God's words anymore. I'm false mm. teacher, those type of things. And it's all because of what Cameron said, because I talk about immigration, because I talk about refugees, because I talk about pro-life, you know, and the death Holistic penalty, because pro-life. I talk yeah. about Black mm-hmm. Lives Matter, all the things. And so I am like this leftist liberal person. But here's the thing. I don't respond to people and it's usually in DMs and I don't respond to them. But I don't know if I told you this, guys, but recently I got a a, kind of an angry DM at me and I was like, you know what? It's whenever they tell me that I've gone away from the truth of God's word. That's what gets me. I don't Mm -hmm. care if you like want to argue about Black Lives Matter or immigrants or refugees, Mm -hmm. because like we said last week, I'm going with the people that are going like I don't have time Mm -hmm. for you to Mm -hmm. tell me, well, Mm -hmm. what about his record? Nope, we're done. But when they tell me that I don't love God's word, I take it super personally because I love God so much and I love his word. Mm. And so I sent her a voice memo back. She sent me an angry DM. I sent her a voice message back. And you know what happens when you send people voice messages? All of a sudden Mm. you're a real person. All of a sudden Mm. they can't just type out all these mean things. Now they're like, oh, she's real. Like she's actually talking to me. That's what the problem is with social media is because people don't think they're talking to a real person. They think they're just talking to a Twitter page or an Instagram page. Bob Goff right. said that he, if you look at Bob Goff's Twitter, he will, he always starts a tweet with the person's name. And he said, he, it's a human interaction at that point. It's like, Hey, this is me, Bob talking to you, Charles. And in like, let's cut through all this noise right? and let's just connect. And so he always yeah. uses the person's name and it's the same thing that you're saying. It's something about, it's we got to figure out a way media. to humanize this. It's, yeah, It is. And it's weird because in my job, like I want people to feel like personal with me because, you know, I'm an author and a speaker and write books. And again, I just like people. So it feels great to have like these internet friends. 
But that line gets blurry when then someone thinks like, oh, Jamie's my friend, so I can call her out. Mm. But on my mind, I'm like, I don't actually know you. And so my real friends, they get to call me out. But I don't know you. And we've never ever had Speaking of which, I wanted to bring up something here on a public forum that we need to discuss. I would Uh, love to do this publicly on the podcast. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. There's nothing to call out about you. You're great. (laughs) All right. Well, listen, speaking of great, we have a great show in store today. It's packed. We got to get moving. It's packed. Uh, Coming up later, we talk to singer-songwriter extraordinaire Matt Carney. Uh, He has an upcoming album. It's called January Flower. And he's going to tell us kind of why it's his most personal and intimate ever. Also, you're going to have a first listen of a few new songs uh, from that album coming up. Don't want to miss that. Also, for our Quarter Life series, we talked to counselor, author, and one of the best people I know, right up there with Jamie Ivey, Mike Foster. Mike Foster oh, is on the Me show today. We discussed some of the obstacles 20-somethings face on the road to mental wellness and some of the misconceptions we have around what self-care does and doesn't look like. Don't want to miss that. And yes, at the end of the show, he's back. Marty from Social Club Misfits is dun, coming dun, dun. back for round two of the Relevant Culture Quiz. Last week was so nuts. We want to finish the game. Yeah, Daddy is back. <laughs> Stay tuned for Daddy. <laughs> All right, same, same teams, same teams. Same, we ain't switching teams. Yeah, no, same teams. All right. All right. We also have this week's relevant news, relevant recommends, a lot going on. But stay tuned. Up next, it's Slices. Well, today's episode is brought to you by podcast creation platform, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor yet, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free. There are custom tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and every major platform. The cool thing is you can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Well, during the break, you heard churches with he said, she said, which is always how it goes. Okay, it's time for Slices. What do you have, Jesse? I I have, <laughs> I really, I really love this story because, dude, I've always wanted to be a part of, of like a cool science experiment. But with the stipulation, there's zero risk to me and very little work involved. Like, I don't want to be, I, I don't want to be making. Like, you want a medical experiment done to you or you want to participate in an experiment like you run an obstacle course? Like, no, what no, are you no, talking I, about? I'm not interested in that. I don't want to, I don't want to be like, hey, man, we got to find out what happens if a guy gets stranded on Mars and you got to make potatoes out of poop or whatever, <laughs> like Matt Damon. Like, yeah, I'm not interested. Hard pass. Okay. Okay. I don't want to, I don't want to have biometric equipment. Poop potatoes. That's an indie. That's a good band name. I, I want to get basically. I basically want to get paid 
to be lazy. I want to get paid to go on a vacation where, because when I go on vacation, I don't like, I don't schedule anything. I don't schedule yeah, excursion. Right. I could be in the most exotic place in the world with the coolest sites you can possibly go to. I'm not going. I just want to sit. <laughs> I just want to sit in the nicest place. This place has to sit and I want to do nothing like literally nothing like just stare out until morning <laughs> and night and eat. That's it. Okay. I, I'm not interested. I, this is vacation. So I want to be a part of one of these. I want to be part of an experiment because these happen from time to time where they'll be like, hey, we just need science needs to know what happened if you lay in bed for 10 days and don't get out. Okay, <laughs> done. <laughs> okay, wait, I have mine, Jesse. I want to be a part of one that's like, okay, we're going to take you to Mexico on the beach and see like what happens if you just eat chips, salsa, guacamole, tacos, and margaritas for seven days. What happens to your body? I'm in. I would even do what, I would even do what not as glamorous. I would do like the Morgan Spurlock where someone's like, hey bro, all you can eat is McDonald's for four. I'm like, dude, I don't have to cook anything. I don't have to buy anything. I don't have to clean up. All all I have to do is eat McDonald's every day. I I eat fast food all the time anyway. This is great. Like, sign me up. That's the kind. So scientists listening that need a volunteer for these types of experiments. Again, if you're looking for like a Matt Damon Mars situation, yeah. you got the wrong Poop guy. Potatoes. If you're yeah, looking. No. Yeah. So anyway, that's why this, this, this is why this ex- experiment just made me very excited and kind of jealous. Like, I feel like I need to set up, I need to set up like a, some sort of like Google alert for weird science volunteer experiments because uh, <laughs> this one was conducted in France and it was uh, basically, it was trying to determine if you took away all environmental factors. So like light, um, you know, natural, you know, the things that trigger our natural circadian rhythm, which is our body's way of knowing when to go to sleep, when to wake up, when to eat, all that. If you just took all of it away, took away all the clocks, all the phones, no devices, and literally just put people in a cave, <laughs> what what would happen, you know? And so uh, there is a team of 15 people from pretty diverse, pretty, you know, professionally diverse people. There were actually people that have experience in like caving and stuff like that, which is very important when you're going to be locked in a cave for 40 days. Um, but some of the well, people were, they, just were they the miners that got rescued? Weren't they down there <laughs> no. for 40 days? These, these this were was just, on purpose. These oh, were wow. just volunteers who took part in an experiment called Deep Time. And according to Vice, it was designed to probe the human brain's conception of time. So they these volunteers, now they did have, you know, different biometric devices on them so that, you know, monitors up on the surface could help out if someone, you know, was body was shutting down or something. But of course that didn't happen. They're just hanging out in a cave for 40 days. Like when they emerged, they were like, oh man, by our calculations, we had 10 days left. They were at, one of them said, hey, I'd, I'd go back in the cave right now. Like they were kind of digging cave life, man. It's really the next, like I think of their- We're in the middle of a card game. Like, well, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I'm Okay, here's my theory though, right? There's a lot of people in quarantine that, that are in the lockdown that when when they get the vaccinated or whatever, you know, and, and and life is totally back to normal, they're not going back. They've been digging the lockdown life. Okay, they're hanging out. They're watching Netflix. They're wearing sweatpants. Sweatpants. They're on. not going to the <laughs> office. This is just more of their speed, man. And I don't have any beef with that. These cave people might be the like if this could be the next thing in vacationing is what I'm saying. We're gonna lock you in a cave for forty days with nothing. I'm telling you, oh my I might sign up. I would be like, no phone. No one can contact me. I'm just down there hanging out. Just a little downtime. Just recharging in a cave. 
sign. I would. I might even pay for that. I might even pay for that experience. But like, here's the question: And are there, is the cave life like you're in a tent, or you've got a bed, and they've got you've got like food and they, drinks, they, they, and they, they, they provided food. They didn't provide water. They had to like you know kind of make their own water from cave water. Which, but again, nah, right. Right. Cave, look, if I'm down also, there with a cave expert, where's the toilet? You know what I'm saying? Nope. <laughs> right. Good question, so Cameron. So there's no toilet, no shower. We are just crapping in survivor, the corner. This is you guys. 40 no days sir. of poop potatoes piling up in the corner. No. You know what I'm saying? That's no, not no, good. It's, it's a huge <laughs> case. I would just be like, that tunnel's yours. That tunnel's yours. That tunnel's yours. Just go to the back when you need to use the facilities. Like, that's easy stuff nah, to figure out. Bro. You it guys, sounds like my worst imagine, nightmare. Imagine going back there and then, and, and then stepping in your own doo-doo. You know but, what I'm saying? Like, it's I'm not cool, even about. Bro. It's not even stepping These on it. Bad. Even if it's off in the corner, there's no ventilation. It's just filling up it's, though it's, with it's the not, odors it's, it's, for forty guys, days. This is, huge, this is a huge cave system. It's a huge cave system. What you wipe your butt with? You got. You guys are thinking <laughs> about minor problems. They had supplies. The, the, the point wasn't cave survival. Okay. <laughs> I want to preface the point of this experiment is not where the forty people can survive in a cave and not drown in their own poop. The point of this. The point. <laughs> poop potatoes. <laughs> it sounds like that's the point they, to me. They had food. <laughs> And, and stuff. I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't look at their sanitation. Food goes in, it has to come out. My Our issue still remains. Jesse, Jesse, I feel like half of these experiments are for that reason. Hey, guys, look at, let's see if we can pay these people to do this dumb stuff. Hey, dude, you're telling me no obligations, no stress, nothing. Nothing to worry about for 40 days. But Just, you're in a cave, No, but you're bro. in a cave. You're in a cave, dog. You not at the, you not at the Ritz Carlton, bro. I, I spend most of my days sitting in an indoor cave like I'm in the room over my garage which is like a little podcast studio I sit That's here all day. cave, bro. You got a PlayStation up there, bro. If it was sponsored like, by a Marriott, cave. a cave sponsored by Marriott, uh, I would do it. Glamping. Because then, you do glamping in a cave. But, a know. very nice glamping cave yeah. trip. Yeah. Yes. Put me in the yeah. cave. Put bro, me in the cave. And, no, but, there's no shower. I got my whole life to shower. You're telling me? I get, <laughs> I get Hey, man, it's like take a nap at literally 40 I like showers. I'd, I'd be like a bear. I'd just crawl in there, go to sleep, and be mad when you woke me up. <laughs> you know? I'm just saying, I'd be very well rested. That's what's happening with all the introverts with quarantine lifting, yeah. things going back to normal. Because before, they could say no to social plans because they'd be like, you know, COVID. You know, I'm not comfortable going out yet. You know, COVID. <laughs> no, that's over you're now. not going to have that excuse. And so, like, all the introverts are all stressed out. That's right. <laughs> if you're in a game, you don't even have the awkward text reply. So you're advocating that all the introverts who who need a new excuse uh, to not go have plans need to go to a cave system is what you're saying. I'm saying yep. no, what I'm saying is they don't need to I'm not saying this they need to go fun, this, look, I'm not saying they need to go to a cave. I'm saying they should have the option to pay to be able to spend a significant amount of time in a French cave system if they need to. That's all. Sorry, can't go to dinner tonight. I'm going to be at the cave. You know, that Jesse, guy, yeah, let's go you. in on that business. Let's go in on that business. 50-50. Yep. Hey. We're going to split the, we'll I split guarantee, the I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if you said, hey, we can a cave, no one can bother you, there would be people who'd be like, all right, here we go. How much? I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Tell me a price. The mogul's ears perked up. The mogul's ears perked make up. Sure you, go in uh, on it. Make sure you Google up on uh, poop potatoes. You can be a lot of that would be the, that would be the sales pitch. Hey, you don't got to worry about no poop potatoes. We're, we got a little you know little dumb waiter. We'll send some burgers down a couple we times. We got our own booty right. taters. We gonna give yeah. you. You know, and we're combining it with a Morgan Spurlock type of thing. We're gonna we're gonna be sending down McDonald's every meal. You're like, oh, this deal is better. <laughs> no, all right. What do you oh have, my Jamie? Gosh, pull us out of the gutter. All right, so these people. 
these people in a cave in quarantine. Some people don't like quarantine. They want to be alone. But let me tell you about this kid that did something in quarantine. First of all, all of us on here, we all have kids. So I have 13 to 17. Jesse, what are your kids' ages? Do you have 13 uh, kids? I'm age 13, <laughs> 15, 16, <laughs> 17. Like, you said I have 13 to 17. I have kids. They're 13 like, I don't know about 13, 17. 13, 17. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's a bunch of them. Okay, my ages are 13, 15, 16, 17. Jesse? Five to eight. On the five given day. Oh, yeah. Five, no, five and eight year old. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Eleven. Eleven. Derek. Seven and nine. Man, I'm like the oldest person on this podcast with these no, old you kids. Just got, okay. Y'all just got started early. You know what I'm saying? Okay, <laughs> here's the deal what you need to know. This 12 year old in North Carolina, and remember, I've had 12 year old boys. Cameron, you almost have a 12 year old boy. This kid, his name is Mike. During quarantine, he completed four years of school. He did two years of high school and a two years associate degree. He's graduating from high school and college on May 21st and May 28th. And he's a valedictorian. He's 12 years old. Now listen. Wow. This kid, Mike, he said this. His parents said they're so proud of him. Of course they are. But he also said this. Are you ready? He already has a startup. He's, this is him. He said, but he wants people to know that he's still a kid. He makes time for normal kid activities such as playing basketball and building Legos. And I would like to say, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. There's no way that he's graduating school four years and playing basketball with his friends and making Legos. 30 so minutes this 12 year old, you guys. <laughs> this kid is out here smarter than all of us. This is what he did during quarantine. G.I. Joe's he... and, and, and Lego. Uh, hold on, hold on. Time Star out. Wars. Time out. Is he smarter? Because here's the thing. Or am I smarter because my childhood was spent being a little hooligan and building sketchy bike ramps right. and pulling pranks. And I have a lifetime of memories of those good days in See? my head. And I got the whole, I got the, you know what the great part about the rest of my life, not my childhood? I can go get an education and work. This poor kid, he spent, a, he had a year of he could do whatever he wanted. He could play video games all year. That he would look back later in his life when he's sitting in a cave just trying to get away from people for a couple days, you know, paying Derek and Jeff. Yep. a lot of money for, to get in that French cave system. He'd be like, I'll yep. just think back to my that fond year of childhood where I got two college degrees in a year. Get, come on, kid. Enjoy life. I have a 17-year-old. If he doesn't get a job by the end of this week, I'm like, I'm about to lose my mind on him. I'm going to go home and be like, listen, can you be more like this kid? Can you be more like him? Look at him. Uh, but he said he has options that include jobs in and out of the United States. He's 12 years old. Jesse, that's what I'm saying. He's he's done with school. He can sit at home and do whatever he wants. He can't even uh-huh. really get most jobs at 12 years old. You like, can't I get mean, a job at Chick Fil A. That's what I'm know. saying. So he's he's got was 12 to 15. He has at least three years. He's turned. He's flipped one year of quarantine into three years of kicking it at the crib. He's playing chess. I don't checkers. think he's yeah. kicking it. Yeah. He's playing chess, not checkers. He's playing me. Legos, baby. Yeah. So, something tells me Dookie Hauser Jr. isn't just kicking back the next three years. So I think he's going to be... Yeah. I know, right? He's going to be on... The, he's got his graduate degree by yeah, next week. Yeah, he's going to be working for, you know, Elon Musk in a, in a year, you know? But last... You know, something about this, though. Last spring, uh, we... Cohen went virtual, too, because, you know, everybody all of a sudden went virtual. And so I'm I'm helping him do his school during the workday. And it's like, he was done in an hour. An yeah. entire school day in an hour. And I'm kind of going, 
they pad that thing out. They slowed these classes down for the lowest yeah. common denominator kid. Then they got recess. Then they got lunch, whatever. They, there's an hour of legit schoolwork and a full day for these kids. And I'm going, yeah. hey, fill your day like you normally would have. You will do four years in one. I mean, it's like, you know what I mean? If mm. I, mm. I get it. I hear you. Good for him. Okay. What do you have, Derek? Um, so this is a LeVar Burton update. You know, we talked about, you know, he's trying to get uh, get on Jeopardy. Well, guess what? He's going to be a guest host. You feel me? So our dreams are coming true. I'm going to go ahead and, and read the tweet. He says, uh, thank you to y'all for your special uh, passionate support. I am overjoyed, excited, and eager to be guest hosting Jeopardy and will do my utmost best to live up to your faith in me. You made a difference. Go ahead and take my word for it this time. So, hey. LeVar might get it. He got, got, a, he got a little controversy this uh, weekend because he was talking about, he said, he said, well, it wasn't really controversy, but a lot of amens. Uh, you know, just starting to see LeVar coming, he coming to life. He said, uh, you know, we're not in cancel culture. This is accountability culture. He said, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that they're saying they're being canceled, but they've never been held to any standard to mm-hmm. where there was consequences for their actions. And now they're starting to see it. Mm-hmm. And it feels like cancel culture, but he's like, nah, this is just accountability culture. Accountability. So I was like, that's good. Man, that LeVar, good. LeVar is coming with the smoke right now. He's got the national spotlight on him. He's going to use it. He's using it. That's right. That's right. I, I have a, th- I have a, a proposal for the makers of Jeopardy because, you know, right now it's come down to like, okay, who is going to ultimately take over the shop? You know, they had Aaron Rodgers do a couple episodes. They had LeVar Burton do a couple, you know, doing some, they had Ken Jennings. They have a couple guests come through. Here's what I think. Let's for the next year get everyone who wants to who has who who has a legitimate shot at doing this. Let's let them guest host a couple and then have a tournament at the end of it all. And all of those guest hosts play each other in a Jeopardy tournament. Last person Uh-oh. standing, no matter who it is, gets the gets a full time gig. Who's not watching? You're saying wow. you want a smart person. Yeah. You you got to have someone that knows the game. You got to have someone that knows what it's like to be a contestant. I feel like at this point, you, you can't try to replicate Alex Trebek. You have to have someone that has you know a, a certain degree of empathy for these contestants, not just because they've been working with them for like fifty years, like Alex Trebek. So this would allow everyone to know what it's like to be a contestant, to really learn the nuances of the game, and it would prove they're a worthy host because they have to show down with these other hosts. I think. I mean, just given Levar Burton's how much he's read in his life on camera much less what he's ever he you know however you know whatever kind of reader he is well, didn't, he, didn't he win celebrity jeopardy a, a few years ago because people have because i was poo-pooing the lavar Le, burton thing on the show here and so people have been tweeting me how wrong i am and like uh, he he won celebrity jeopardy he's been doing all this adult education stuff da, da, da. like he's like apparently like very accomplished intellectual not just a kid's show host you know what i mean so people have been setting me straight but i think he won celebrity jeopardy i think somebody's told me that so so he already won that'd be good for him so he already won he's in there there you go all right well that'll do it for slices stay tuned up next matt carney joins us Listening to Coin with their new single, How It Feels. 
Matt Carney is a singer and songwriter in Nashville. He's had huge Billboard hits like Nothing Left to Lose and Kings and Queens. Uh, he's built a huge and devoted fan base over the years uh, because of his thoughtful lyrics and innovative mashups of different genres. We sat down with him to talk about the unique recording process that he had for his upcoming album called January Flower and why it's his most personal album yet. Here is our conversation with Matt Carney. How much of the new album was recorded in social, like in pandemic season? So we, I was lucky in that I finished an acoustic tour right before the the, the um, quarantine happened. Oh, so you didn't get yanked off of anything. You were you had just wrapped. I knew we were going to have a little girl. We were like set huh. to have a baby. I'd already wound down a little bit. I was trying to finish this record, my new record, January Flower, and we had tracked a ton of it. Literally, like the week before everyone started freaking out. So we had recorded all these musicians. We kind of gathered this like big pool of music and takes that we were going to sort through already. Um, And it it definitely changed because my producer worked, we usually work together in a studio. So we started doing this thing remotely where we'd be on FaceTime and we'd use this thing Mm -hmm. called audio movers where you can listen to each other's stereos and you could mute them and you could, do stuff in real time it ended up being really interesting and like we learned a lot because you know there's times where he's like tweaking on stuff and i would have been sitting there wasting my time and i could be like i'm gonna go make a sandwich and i would go and he would still work and i'd come back and he'd be he'd be on my facetime and then he'd be like what do you think about this or you could you could pull it up on your phone i'd listen in my car driving to like you know gets pick something up for my daughter and i'm like listening to a baseline in my car as he's working on it and I'd be texting him. I don't like that. Or I like this. So Uh in some ways it made us way more efficient and um, it gave us a lot of time to kind of breathe. We spent so much time just like we'd work on something and we'd like set it aside for a couple of weeks. And that's not normal. That's not normal part of the process. Did you enjoy it? (laughs) I loved it. I, I loved, I like, you know, there's different, there's, there's an adrenaline rush and a fun thing to like, I'm going to go in and I'm going to, I have these songs and we're going to record them really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also a real perspective that you get when you kind of let things breathe and you let them, you take your time. You know, it's like, there's like tacos, which are like, give me heat and like throw some meat on, chop it up. Boom. It's like a race in the clock, like hort the, heat the tortilla, throw the cheese on and boom. And that's like so good. And I've made albums like tacos that are like, there's a special thing. And then there's like uh, a wine or stew or something where you're like allowing it a little time to sit there, marinate, uh-huh. like develop deeper flavors. Like I think this record was much more that process, which was, Hey, step away and be like, you know, we should just use the demo. Like we worked, worked on one song a hundred, a huh. hundred different ways. And I, you know, a month later, I just was still listening to the demo. I'm like, let's just make it guitar vocal. Let's go back to the original and stuff like that wouldn't normally happen in the process.
that this isn't like a concept album or a theme album, but if there was sort of a a theme to it in, on some level, what do you think it would be? Uh, I think you know January. My 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 first my doll my first daughter Olive was born in January. Um, there's like this kind of new beginning. January flower is like this image that came out of a lyric in the song called Something Beautiful. That's like like a January flower born before its hour. We were everything pure and so insecure. It was just this like lyric I wrote, and I was like, I resonate with that so much of this thing that like comes before its time. It's a little out of place. It maybe mm-hmm. won't. It doesn't know if it's going to survive. It's vulnerable, mm-hmm. but it's like beautiful, and it's like making the stand in this harsh place. Something about that just like imagery of this flower in January and my daughter being born in January and kind of she's that flower on some level um, really helped steer the kind of vulnerability I wanted to have in the honesty and earnestness in this record. Vulnerability for you, at least in songwriting, maybe isn't a super scary thing. Like you, it doesn't bother the idea of, of being very vulnerable, very authentic in the music you put out into the world you don't ever think about like, oh, maybe this is like a little too much, a little too raw. May that that doesn't enter, enter into the equation at all. Uh, yeah, it does. But it's mm-hmm. like it's the good stuff. If uh, if it makes you uncomfortable, it's probably the most important thing. I see. So you kind of like take that as a like, oh, maybe I should continue to explore this. this yeah, vibe I th- or this impulse. I, I, I think if you're if scared of something, it's probably generally the songs that I'm scared about have been the ones that people really connected to. Can you give me an example? Uh, there was a song called like Rochester. Like I wrote about my dad and it's this, it's, it's not a big, like it's not a big known song. It was the last song of records, this folk song in my young love record. And it just tells his story. And it's like, it starts with like, Hey, this is the story about my dad. And I like, I'm like Bob Dylan, like talking in the beginning of like, this mm-hmm. is Michael P. Carney. This is his story, blah, blah, blah. As the chords are going. And I was nervous to put it out there and play it for him. Cause your dad heard it he heard it and it, but it like weirdly, like I, I did acoustic tour and people would be like bawling on the front row when I play yeah. it. And I was like, Whoa, okay. This is like, I went there. I think part of the goal of, there was, there was an, another song ships in the night. There's a couple lines that I, when I did, I was like, I don't know if I should say that. Like I'm, I'm hanging people out to dry too, personally, that'll know I wrote this about them. Hmm. Um, which is a whole nother set of moral issues oh, that well, sure. are complicated. <laughs> But also like my, one of my goals as an artist and my visions is to be like a pioneer of vulnerability for people is to like mine my own heart, go Mm -hmm. to places that are painful so that people can maybe connect to certain parts of their own heart and be like, wow, yep, okay, you got me. My mom was a therapist, so maybe there's a part of me that's like, that's like, that's what I'm doing. I'm like, hey, let's go there. Let's talk about the difficult mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not always doing that. That like that's sure. oversimplifying my music because I'm not. I, there's party songs. I have fun. Yeah. I have a song called Hey Mama. We're dancing around. But I enjoy being Tell me why it feels like there's a grand between us. Tell me how you're feeling because I can't stand the distance. Are there any songs on the new album that are 
maybe not your favorite, but like especially rewarding to work on, especially challenging to get out there that you're particularly proud of? There was a song called Blame that I love. And then the lyric is just, I'm the one to blame. I lost my way and it still hurts to say I'm the one who changed. I don't, it just like was this, I was like, we had these really cool chords and we're sitting in Joshua Tree. We're writing the song and my best friend is there, Marshall Roman. He's a painter. He's just hanging out, painting paintings. I'm with this other guy named Eli. I'm the one to blame. And I was like, God, I have so many regrets of certain people, like the dark parts of my life, like in high school, certain people, I can think of their faces today that I just wronged. And I've, you know, they're my greatest regrets in life. You know, some of these maybe, and I was like, what if we wrote a song to that person? I was like, no, no one wants to hear that. Like, and I'm like, I'm trying yeah. to change the subject. And Marshall, you know, my high school best friend, who doesn't know anything about music other than he's just a fan and has great taste. He was like, you got to write that. Like, if you're going to make the best record of your life, you have to write stuff like that. And I was like, you're right. You're uh-huh. right. So we just went down this path and like wrote this song. And um, I have this like voice recording of the whole song happening. It happened in about 35 minutes, 40 minutes. And I happened to have my phone recording on accident. And I was just love going back and listening to that, listening to this process of me being like, no, nobody wants to hear that. Like, <laughs> let's make it a love song or, you know, like some, I'm trying mm-hmm. to like water it down. And like, literally my friends are like calling this out of me, like, bro, go there, let's go. And I was like, all right, let's go. And um, those kind of moments are really the ones that I look back on really fondly. And I'm really proud of that courage that, we went there and we got there, you know, and if it took some prodding, it still happened. And, and, um, I love that. Man, what a, a deeply human feeling that regret those, those people who, for all you know, have moved on and haven't thought about it in years, but every now and then the, the things you did, the, the, whatever they were, they just like kind of creep back into your life. It seems like I understand that it's very personal to you, but it's another one of those cases where, the more intimate you get, the more universal you get as well, because people can relate to the most intimate stuff at a very, I think at a very universal level. Maybe we are all like, we are incredibly unique snowflakes of things, but, but fears. And I think there's incredibly deep universal ideas that are scary. And yeah, I, and the difficult ones are, are interesting when you step when you when you can find something like wow i haven't really talked about this before i don't hear people talking about this but i sure know that i deal with this and i feel like a lot of people do that's like that is like the gold when i discover those it's like feels like you're exploring uh you know oregon trail style you're like pioneers again You're, you're headed out west you're like let's go like we're 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 going somewhere let's try this thing that this feels right and yeah that's that's what gets me going was matt carney make sure to check out his new ep pacific coast highway it's out now on all the streaming platforms and january flower comes out next month check it out all right well stay tuned up next it's relevant news Calling what you wanna call it tired
during the break, you heard Michelle with Pedal Bike. Okay, it's time for... Please welcome to the show, Relevant Senior Editor, Tyler Huckabee, who's going to bring us what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture. Hey, Tyler. Hey, everybody. Hey, uh, before we get going, I have a quick question. Uh, as the listeners know, we now are putting video you know, segments from the show Correct. on YouTube. If you want to watch the podcast, it's on YouTube now. You can see what we see. And you'll see Tyler's in front of a door that looks like it has a big dent right in the middle of it. And I'm curious what happened at yeah, your yeah. house that caused yeah. this huge dent on the door behind you. This would be one of those things where, you know how when you get like a cool, like when you get a scar or stitches or something and you want it to be like, yeah. like dog fight or uh, some bullies are picking on a kid and I went and, you know, and I yeah. went and attacked it and, and, and that it would be cool to have something like that here. In this case, it's just one of those trifold doors. The... The uh, what you're seeing is like a closet. How it opens like in the middle. Oh, so it looks not, like there's a big old like dent. it's smashed. not even. No. Do y'all see what I'm seeing? Do you yeah. see? No, like, I think it's, it's a mark. It's just a, it's just a little. Yeah. Mark. yeah. Yeah. Hulk smash. Can, that boy. If if, reader, if readers want to chime in with their own takes on what actually, what's actually going on <laughs> at Relevant Podcast on Twitter. If you had somebody's head in your hand and smash it into, it's about the I same spot as where a head I, smash I, would I've be. Never done that. Right. I'm just checking. All right. This What's going on this week? Uh, well, we're going to, we, we've had a good few weeks uh, off the political beat on here because, you know, we're, we're lovers, not fighters, but did want to get, <laughs> get back into this briefly. Jamie's the lover. Derek's the fighter. We got <laughs> oh, the whole I'm a lover too. I just want to go to a cave. <laughs> I, I think I know what slice you run, Jesse. For about a month. <laughs> this is this is uh just we we want to be we want to make sure that we're always being fair and uh and we obviously as as I think readers know uh tried to to hold the previous administration to the fire to uh, the high standard of our own ethics and want to make sure that we're that we're doing that for this new administration as well and, and in this case there is something that falls very much into something that we at relevant often talk about have been very supportive of and been huge advocates for and that is the the refugee issues particularly at the southern border with unprecedented numbers of refugees in the world right now due to famine due to war due to displacement it's extremely important uh that we continue to show jesus to these people both individuals and as a country now president joe biden had re, uh, last week sort of reversed his call, sort of flip-flopped on the U.S. refugee cap following about 48 hours of backlash from activists. Now, under former President Donald Trump, the U.S. refugee cap was brought to a historic low, just 15,000. That's the amount of refugees that were, al were allowed to come into the country in President Donald Trump's final year in office. That upset refugee mm. allies and advocates. It threw the future of many faith-based nonprofits into question because there just wasn't enough work for them earlier this year well, uh, it, it was it was previously like 75,000 that's right? correct yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. usually yeah. more in the high getting never quite at 100,000 but getting close yeah. to getting close to yeah. that over the years it changed it's always fluctuated but uh, usually 60s 70s something like that during the campaign Biden pledged to raise the refugee cap to 62,500 that's much more in keeping with normal levels and obviously better suited to the current crisis as record numbers of people continue to be displaced. However, 
Reports last week indicated that Biden would actually not be changing the refugee cap after all, citing complications from the current surge of migrants to the southern border, particularly as it pertains to unaccompanied minors fleeing violence in their home countries. Uh, the administration clearly didn't in, in not anticipate the response to this. It, there was a lot of online backlash, which amounted to a, a weekend that was a really big headache for the Biden administration. Lots of disappointment, lots of fury from advocates. And uh, and finally, Biden kind of said that he was going to relent. Uh, he said on a call, uh, we couldn't do th- two things at once. We are now going to increase the number, but it doesn't sound like he's going to be increasing it to that 62,500 number that he promised on the campaign trail. And there's no real timeline or, uh, or number about what it's actually going to end up being. So a lot of, uh, I would say, sort of hurt feelings on the sides of refugee advocates who sort of took a chance on Biden in many cases. They, they're probably not used to voting for Democrats a lot of times, and uh, they thought doing this would be in keeping with their feelings on refugees. And right now, they're not sure if they're going to if their gamble is going to pay off. I I feel like this is a a political hot potato that shouldn't be one because most Mm -hmm. people's concerned about the about refugee resettlement is wildly uninformed. You know, I I mean, I think that's just something you run across when you see a lot of the criticism, you know, Um, it's often conflated with legal immigration or asylum, which it's neither of those things. It's, you know, Mm -hmm. the refugee resettlement program uh, is operated, you know, and I'm I'm not criticizing either, uh, you know, asylum seekers or, or people who are looking for, you know, means of immigrating to the country. But the refugee resettlement program is different and conflating them creates a false narrative. Uh, You know, these are people who have been selected and vetted by the State Department as the most vulnerable human beings on Earth. Um, You know, refugee resettlement is incredibly safe as well. Um, You know, not only not just like from like a domestic uh, terrorism perspective, but also, you know, all the data that we have right now shows that, you know, refugees are, are very community minded. Um, and, mm-hmm. and and contribute a lot to and don't cost communities a lot. There's so much disinformation about refugee resettlement from people who just take blanket anti-immigration stances that yeah. it, it really is. And Jamie, I know this is something you know. I I believe it was last year, a year and a half ago. I think you got a chance to even you know look at the issue of asylum seeking and immigration mm-hmm. and, and read the refugee. You know, you you got to actually travel to the border, On the southern border. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm glad you're saying that, Jesse, because a lot of people will, when we talk about, when I talk about this online, they'll, and we're talking about what, how President Biden had said this and now he's not doing this and about the refugee resettlement program, they will say, well, what about all the people at the Southern border? Like they'll say, where's our limit? You know, we're just going to let everybody in. And you're right. These are two separate things. You know, this is something that our country has been a part of for years and years and years. And actually I just saw a statistic. There are 26.3 million refugees worldwide. And um, we've always been a country that welcomes refugees yeah. in, like that have been vetted and that have gone through a process. And so it is a problem, especially for a lot of people who looked at President Biden and said, hey, we're, we want you to fix what our our previous administration didn't hold up and do well. And there should be pushback and people are pushing back. And like you said, Tyler, I think that he even felt a lot of pushback um, a couple of weeks ago when he went out and said that. 
And I think that is important to note here that there was th- this is an administration that at least seems like uh, can be responsive even to online backlash. They, they pay attention to these things. They, they care about these things. So a little bit of a uh, walk back from the Biden administration here. It's good to see, but we really don't have concrete numbers on what that walk back is going to look like or or when that's going to happen. If they're just trying to, to pat refugee advocates on the head for now and say, we're going to get to you, don't worry, and then hope mm-hmm. the the sort of outrage and frustration dies over and they don't have to do anything, which isn't to say, you know, we obviously this, there are some complexities here that need to be dealt with, but, uh, but they do need to be dealt with and just keeping things the way they are for now is not dealing with that. And, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of coverage of that and we'll keep, keep, uh, keep covering it at relevantmagazine.com. And, and like Tyler said at the beginning, it's important to us, like, you know, it, it ruffled some feathers to some of our listeners. Some of you guys last, you know, the last couple of years where, you know, there are certain things the administration did that we just, you know, called out and and we're going to do the same on both sides. I mean, we're equal opportunity criticizers. And we'll say when they do good things, too. You know, I'm looking for uh, no, good yeah, news. Exactly. exactly. You know, I, exactly. I, I'd like to report always, it. Yeah, we're not looking to bash anybody, but yeah. this is an important issue. It's a yeah. life issue and it's in our wheelhouse. Plus, we're covering a lot of other stuff at the site. Uh, uh, former youth group member Billy Eilish <laughs> youth is group releasing kid. a new album. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> her documentary is so good. We recommended her doc on Relevant Recommends a couple weeks ago. It, it's a good documentary. I liked yeah, it. It's good. Yeah. 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 It really was. A lot, lots going on. Uh, make sure to check out relevantmagazine.com every day. Follow us on all the socials. Uh, thanks, Tyler. Hey, thanks, guys. Stay tuned. Up next, Mike Foster joins us for the Quarter Life Conversation. And all I want is listening to we were promised jetpacks with the song if it happens you know we were promised jetpacks and i would like mine well if you've been following along for the last month or so we've been doing a new content series called quarter life specifically focused on the issues and topics that you tackle in your 20s everything from career to faith to relationships mental health and so much more Uh, we're talking to well-known authors entrepreneurs faith leaders and others The content's meant to encourage and inspire you to make the most of this season of life. The series has a new article over at relevantmagazine.com every Tuesday and Thursday and a conversation with leaders and influencers here on every podcast. It's a 12-week series presented by UHSM. And as you're rethinking everything in your 20s, which is the point of quarter life, you should rethink your healthcare as well. Go check out what UHSM is doing. It's revolutionary and it's also why. They are sponsoring the Quarter Life content. Well, our Quarter Life guest today is Mike Foster. Mike is a speaker, counselor, and author of books like Graceonomics and Deadly Viper. He's passionate about helping people understand where they're sabotaging their own journeys, giving into fear and inner criticism, and then turn the corner towards actualizing their real self-potential. He talked to us about learning how to pay attention to the roadblocks in the way of your mental health, how to find the balance between self-care and laziness, and how to truly achieve the post-pandemic life that will make the most of your 20s. Here's our quarter-life conversation with Mike Foster.
before we started talking, I was going looking through your website. And there was this phrase, uh, people call you the, the Mr. Rogers of self-development. Is that, uh, is that, so first question, and this is, this is just me maybe being ignorant. Um, is there a difference in your mind between self-development and self-improvement? I think maybe what I would say is taking both of those words and really what we're going for is growth. And Mm -hmm. to me, uh, and I don't care whether it's micro growth, expa- you know, large, expansive growth. I think we're called as human beings to grow, and that whether that's improving, developing, moving from denial into truth. Um, I think growth means speaking up and saying difficult things. You know, I, I think if we are, if we're, if our life is living, then our life is growing, mm-hmm. and so I want to choose things. And, and be about things and be in relationships, uh, make choices that help me grow. Why do you think it's so easy for us to not do that, to get stuck in ruts, to kind of become the, to sometime like maybe post-college, mid-20s, early 30s, you kind of settle into a groove. And, and a lot of times it's really hard to shake yourself out of that groove. What happens there? I think it, I, I'd say this, the, the dirty little secret about growth and change is that ultimately we don't want to. Uh, Um, And the reason why we don't want to grow or change is because it it requires something. It requires a sacrifice, a cost. Um, There, I always, (laughs) but I always uh, complain to my wife, we live in a neighborhood where there's lots of Hills and there's these, these kids who have these uh, electric bikes, and they're like two or three thousand dollar electric bikes and i go there's something really wrong with this because we're teaching our kids that there's there's no effort required to go up a hill uh, all they have to do is like turn the handle and the the, ba- the battery powered yeah. bike just powers them up the hill and like this is a fundamental problem in what we're teaching kids about what life really looks like and so Again, it's a small thing and it's probably my own <laughs> personal problem, <laughs> but I think there is a, there's a picture that we, we love the idea of change. We love the idea of growth. We love the idea of personal development, but we don't love the idea that it's going to cost us something. So how do we balance that? Because obviously, you know, I'll, I'll just speak for me personally here, but I think people can relate to this. We want to live a great story. We want our lives to be a great story. We want to be the, the, the superhero in our own story, but we don't want it to come at the expense of the truth of what's really going on. So how do we navigate those two things to make sure that we're living the best life we really can live? Yeah, and I think it's it's ultimately comes down to your your beliefs about life. Can you live in the tension of pain and joy? Can is it possible to have have fulfillment and meaning and purpose yet still have suffering and grief and things that are difficult and and I think that's the that's the work that we have to do as human beings is do we do we believe that both of those things, even though they seem like they're opposites, but that both of those things can be welcomed into our life. And when we do that, we actually have a really beautiful 
interesting life when we when we bring both of those extremes into our story. That was Mike Foster. Make sure to check out what he's doing over at MikeFoster.tv. It's actually a really beautifully designed website. Stay tuned. Up next, it's the Relevant Culture Quiz Round 2 Electric Boogaloo with Marty and Social Club Misfits. This week on Relevant Recommends, we're talking about Rutherford Falls, Mike Schur's new comedy series starring Ed Helms and Jana Schmeeding. It has all the energy of Schur's other projects like Parks and Rec and The Office, but there's a new layer of substance as well. Check out our full review at RelevantMagazine.com, along with our breakdown of all the other new stuff that should be on your radar this week. Well, during the break, you heard Elevation Worship and Maverick City Music with their new single, Wait On You, featuring Dante Bow and Chandler Moore. If you haven't heard their, that album of the two of them collabing, uh, Elevation and Mav City, go check out. It's called Old Church Basement, and it is very good. Okay, the moment is here. It's time for... Relevant Culture Quiz. Round two, Electric Boogaloo. Please welcome back to the show for the second week in a row, Marty from Social Club Misfits. Hey, man. Hey, uh, before we begin, did you get that on Fiverr? You get that little melody on Fiverr? <laughs> no. Well, okay. nice. I, just, I, I don't know. I don't know if the people heard it. Uh, sounds like a Fiverr instrumental. Leave my bro. <laughs> just play Clark, with you. Just Clark play. Put in, Sorry, Clark. Put in uh, around 90 to 95 hours of work on that. Oh, oh my gosh. He got in Perfection takes time. Also, if you listened, if you listened to the show last week, it was Fruity Loops. Okay, Fruity Loops. <laughs> you know the situation. This is the relevant culture quiz where we're talking about media that happened in the last year. This is quarantine kind of era culture stuff, and we focused it in on TV because Marty told us he is a TV connoisseur. He's an expert. We thought, well, then yeah, come yeah. on and go. Hey, he proved it last week. Yeah, I did. Two zero. 2-0. I mean, uh, I only Marty have three and, and minutes Derek. left, so let's get this going, baby. I'm just kidding. I'm here. As long as you guys need, I'm here. So I had to go so outside. I'm good now. We're good. <laughs> you also noticed that last week he called himself in the chat. He called himself daddy. This week, he's up in the he's up in the stakes. Jesse, do you see his name? I do, Big Daddy. <laughs> big daddy, big this daddy. Week. I feel like hey, I sell don't tires. You ever, right? Don't like, you ever this, call another man big daddy? This is like I sell tires. That's the name comes from. I sell I sell great anybody need tires for their car. I that's right. My grandfather like was big daddy. Are you serious? We call, we call that's my what you called big, him. Mama, big, daddy. big mama and big daddy. It's a southern, you know. Big daddy works as 
It works as a couple different professions. You could you could He's either eat, barbecuing. You could be a barbecue. <laughs> yeah. Really any really so any outdoor dining situation could be run by. Right. It. it could be a fish fry place, it could be barbecue. Um okay. it could selling be selling furniture. Yeah, furniture absolutely. <laughs> Big Discount, Daddy's furniture market. Yeah. It's a yeah. warehouse store. Discount furniture it's market. One of those yes, discount it's furniture. one of those where it kind of feels like it's going out of business when you're in there. Like you can't yeah. really tell. And a lot of things involved in the automotive. Tire shop owner, uh personal injury. Injury attorney specializing in auto as long as accidents. the belly is big, you're, you could be big daddy. But for you sure. also cannot leave out pimp. Yeah, pimp. That's, uh, that's that's the fourth profession. Yeah. So my my, my grandfather, big daddy, was a uh, church planter and evangelist. Uh, good. He broke the, the mold, and yeah. that's yeah. Who, that's why we respect your big daddy. <laughs> he was six four. That's why he got the moniker. He oh my tall. goodness! So, well, yeah, yeah, he was a man. All right. Huge Danny. So we are going <laughs> back. So last week we had teams, Derek and Marty won two to nothing. And it was the first time anybody has ever scored on a Tyler Huckabee written relevant culture quiz. Uh, he has twists and turns in his questions and he has thwarted the, the cast up to this point. And then Marty shows up and just crushes yeah. it out of the ballpark. So because it wasn't really a culture quiz. Like our question was about a soccer ball. Let's, let's all remember. That's true. That's true. So. This week, we're going to do three rounds, and it's going to be the same teams. Derek and Marty versus Jamie and Jesse. Uh, I think Jamie and Jesse, y'all will go first. How's that? All right? This week, loser goes first. So, question one. Here it is. This is written by Tyler Huckabee, not me, so don't blame me. We got this. BoJack Horseman wrapped up its final season last year, completing the tale of a washed-up celebrity who just so happens to be a talking horse, voiced by Will Arnett. Which one of these famous pop culture franchises has Will Arnett not been involved in? Is it A, the Lego movies, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or Pixar? The only I, I don't I don't I I don't recall him ever being in an MCU movie or Pixar, but I feel like Pixar is slightly more likely because I feel like if he was in a Marvel movie, I probably remember, oh yeah, Will Arnett was in that. But you know the Pixar thing. He could have been in there with a voice. I think it's MCU, Jamie. I'm gonna go with you, Jesse, because I have no idea. MCU. For the first time in history, Jesse and Jamie have scored at a relevant culture quiz. The correct Dang. answer is on the board. The Marvel the Cinematic board. Universe. Oh. He was in Ratatouille. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, don't I don't know. know. Oh, he was no. in Ratatouille. Yeah. I saw like once. He has yeah. a fair. He has a voice that like you could hear if it was in front of a good character, and you'd be like, I, "That could be Will Arnett." I what mean, is he doing? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He was. He was like a April O'Neil's friend in the second one, which I watched. Uh, uh, he is sort wow. of. You know what? I think he's in both. Actually, I think he's like the reporter that they was kind of like April O'Neil's friend who they save, who's sort of like the yeah. goofy. Uh, sidekick of the turtles okay. in the live action okay. Michael Bay. He ones. took all the credit for the Ninja Turtles in the second yeah, yeah. movie. Yeah. And then he was in Ratatouille. Oh, you he was in Ratatouille. Oh, I didn't watch the Michael Bay ones. Okay. The, I the thought Michael he was Bay talking one, about that. It actually oh, opens at a Knicks okay. game where he's yeah. being like honored and the real turtles yes. are like, up. I remember that scene, uh, Big Daddy. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, all right. No, all, all right. right. So, Derek and Marty, your first question FX's. What We Do in the Shadows TV spinoff became a cult hit this year following the very funny misadventures of a team of vampires trying to blend in in contemporary American life. Where do most scholars think the myth of the vampire originated? Is it A, Germany, 
from folk tales about half-human, half-bat creatures. B. England from the accounts of royals who would describe angry peasants as bloodsuckers. C. Serbia from historic accounts of civilians who would dig up and burn coffins to make sure the people in them stayed dead. Or D. France from ancient descriptions of mysterious hooded travelers. I... I would go based on the idea of, I'm not going to say, I was going to say a really bad joke. Um, I'm going to (laughs) say, I was about to just ruin this podcast with that joke. I'm just going to say Germany because a lot of scary things come out of there. Let's just say that. It's either Germany or Serbia. I think it's, I'm going to say Germans. They're very creative. So what we're going to learn today, Marty, is we need to listen to Derek Miner. The correct answer is C, Serbia, from historic accounts of civilians who would dig up and burn coffins to make sure the people in them stayed dead. Always bet on black. Yeah. Yeah, I I would, I just feel like Germany and, uh, yeah, Germany would make these tales. I mean, I just saw an interview with the vampire. Tom Cruise clearly looks German in that movie. Um, you know, he's just white. Yeah. He's just pale. I don't know. Yeah, all, all white people all right. look German. My right. first thought was Russia. <clears throat> oh, then, interesting. Yeah, interesting but that's why I was like, Serbia is a little. I'm just glad you guys Russia. had to answer this one. <laughs> we got it wrong. We got it wrong. <laughs> you, got, you got like Ratatouille. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, so uh, okay, so Jamie and Jesse are up. One nothing. Second round. First question. Here you go, guys. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier has kept Marvel's TV streak alive, telling the story of Sam Wilson and Becky Barnes's, Bucky Barnes's fight to protect. Becky Barnes. Becky Barnes. It's a sister. You know, they're they're spitting. Captain Marvel's a female. (laughs) The way they're spitting them off on Disney Plus, if they were like, coming this fall, Becky Barnes, everyone would just, they wouldn't even ask. They're just like, I'm in. I'm in. I can't wait to see the ride they're taking us on. What would they do after WandaVision? Who knows? This Becky Barnes thing might be pretty dope. Might be, you know, poor little trick here. Uh, Karen America's legacy, yeah. Uh, while Captain America's story and costume have stayed consistent since he first appeared in comics during World War II, what was one major departure? Is it A, Captain America's shield used to be a triangle? Is it B, Captain America was first called General America? C, Captain America was first called Captain USA? Or D, Captain America used to be able to fly like Superman? I'm angry that we didn't get this I question. I think it's either Captain USA or Flying Jamie. That's my gut, but I really am just making a guess here. Well, I don't... I Again, I'm not a Marvel person like Derek. He probably knows the answer right now. I don't mm-hmm. think they've ever been called General America. I don't think that so one either. of the ones that yeah. we're out there? That's an insurance company that Shaq endorses. The general. <laughs> it's the general. I, I'm, real quick. Go to the general. How, save some time. How, how easy is it to get Shaq in a commercial? Because, like, I see it's not just the general. He'll do one like, oh, man, lower back pain. I yeah. rubbed this stick yeah. on my back. It's like, are Tough they action pain? Tonectin. Are okay. they pain? Okay. He's, he's athlete's foot now. Like, like that's... if we would, like, real talk, if we wanted Shaq to do a relevant podcast commercial on television, yeah. I, what are we talking? 50, I think you do it fifty k. You'd be like sure, twelve thousand because those general commercials. There's no way they cost more than that. Like what? <laughs> well, what is Shaq's day rate for I, just a okay, no commercial? This is the side note. I had a friend of mine who worked with Shaq, and he said that Shaq would go on a green screen, film five commercials, and then just leave. Like every commercial ah, is, okay. is on a green yeah. screen. If you notice it. Yeah, he does sure. all the video, all just, and he's like, "All right, I'm out." Just leaves. That's it. Screen, yeah, screen, didn't talk he, to anybody. 
good time it's manager. like Steve Harvey knocks out an entire season of Family Feud in two days yeah. you know oh yeah. wow it's yeah. just like back but, but to back Sha- but Shaq is, is making 15 super cheap embarrassing commercials for like 10 grand a piece <laughs> and he's working like an hour he's like you get one take whatever I come up with yeah yeah whatever it. I get <laughs> yeah. and he's, he's done he's done in like 45 minutes and he just banked 150k it's like alright I'll wow. see yeah. myself on TV with the general you know but anyway I don't think it's a general either Jamie no no so that leaves the shield Captain USA flying like Superman or shield was a triangle I feel like I would have I feel like we would have seen the shield but flying or USA I, I think it's probably USA but I don't know I, I'm conceding I, I mean I don't know either so let's USA Captain All USA right. the correct answer is Captain America's shield used to be a triangle oh, wow what when did Derek that knew it. Derek, you knew that. Derek is just sitting there, silently was, nodding his head. I was so was that in the movies I, I'm, or just so, in the comics? It's, uh, uh, I think in the first Captain America movie, you see him with the triangle uh, Okay, I have a question about but, that. But it, it is in the comic book. Jamie, though. I might get this one tossed out because I might need to do some research on this oh. because... Okay. A tri- it, because a triangle would be a very ineffective shield for one. Like, you're leaving your whole head area. You're leaving your whole head. It's like, yeah, but, you know, my knees to my waist. You turn it. Yeah, my knees yeah. to waist. If he would have said upside down triangle, I'd be like, okay, that makes sense for a shield. Like, I can kind of hunker down behind it, you know? But if it's just a point up top, I'm leaving my entire head exposed except for my nose. It's like, should it's, be not, it, it's, an, it's an upside down one. It's, it's well, like, that should have been specified. The shield is still. No, no. You hold are it you whatever way you want to hold to, it. You try to speak yeah. to a manager, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tear in this situation up. Get Tyler on. There's a difference between an inverted triangle. I looked it up. I wouldn't call this a triangle, though. I mean, it oh. says triangle, but I think that's what's confusing is it doesn't actually look like a triangle. Y'all y'all got it wrong. Wrong. They could have said it was an octagon. Was y'all still would have got it wrong. It d- <laughs> like, no, I was no, no. I was thinking matter. about if I was to go into battle, okay, and I could have a magic shield. Would I want it to be triangular shaped or circle? Circle makes you're telling me a triangle and not an upside down inverted triangle. A straight up triangle makes sense as a shield. You're leaving your most valuable parts. <laughs> Fully exposed while pretending. I'm never gonna wear a mask. This is what happens if I have COVID and I'm breathing it right back into my into my body. I have problems with the mask. The mask this is, is more frustrating. I'm this never is a gonna wear of geometry, Derek. <laughs> right, this is a- <laughs> it's a very ineffective shield All right. shape. All right, one and one, we lost. All right, Derek and Derek and Marty. Here's your question. Second round uh, with the Mighty Ducks game changers. Disney is reviving the Mighty Ducks uh, for the first time in decades. What were the earliest recorded hockey pucks made out of? What were the earliest recorded hockey pucks made out of? Is it is it horseshoes? Horseshoes? The skulls of fallen enemies? Moose antlers or frozen cow dung? Uh, say the say the options again so we can guess. Horseshoes. (laughs) Okay. The earliest Definitely recorded hockey pucks were made out of either horseshoes, the skulls of fallen, fallen enemies, moose antlers, or frozen cow dung. It's either the antlers or the doo-doo. I was thinking, the, I'm going to have to go with you on this one, Derek, because I don't know. I was going to say the poop, the, the cow poop. but Yeah, it's, not, it's either the doo-doo or the, or the antlers. Uh, Which is easier to get? Honestly, I'm trying to think what would slide Ooh. across ice better. I think the antlers would slide across ice. I just don't see people playing with frozen doo-doo. I, I mean, maybe, but I don't know. Let's go with the antlers. Yeah, let's go with the antlers. 
All right, what we learned today is, Derek, you need to listen to Marty. It is frozen cow dung. I was the Derek, doo-doo. don't ever underestimate country asked, folk. I you just can't. It, I said, I, but I said it was either one, but I was like, surely they're not playing with doo-doo, right? But I should have thought don't doo-doo. Ever, don't ever under, underestimate true, the true, Amish. True, I'm telling that's true. You. Oh just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't <laughs> <laughs> ever underestimate it's the audience. Right. All right. All right. So we're losing. We're losing. It's, it's still 0 1. Zero, 1. Third round. Final round. But the, here's the twist. Final rounds were two points. Uh-oh. So it's anybody's oh, game. Here we go. Bag. We got it. All right. Uh, Jamie and Jesse. Secession. Succession, the HBO show, mm-hmm. spelled like success, but Secession, uh, became a huge hit during the pandemic, charting the duplicitous backstabbing of wealthy siblings angling for control of the family media empire. Which real life family are they reportedly based off of? Oh, wow. Is it A, a-, a- the Gates I- family? Hold on. I, I, let's go. I can go with no. It, it's the Murdochs, Jamie. This makes me so nervous, Jesse. I, I say, I trust I say you, we, Jesse. I say we flex right now and say it's the Murdoch family. Let's just That's do a flex. a flex. Let's say a flex. I don't Jesse even need choices. just pointed to the outfield and whopped it. It's the Blue Murdoch Canada. family, Blue the fam- the Fox family. They're f- it's very obvious if you watch the show. They are emulating the Fox oh, family. Oh wow, Jesse, Murdochs. way to go! There you go. You know some of this. You know for the more high-minded <laughs> prestige stuff. I'm I'm your guy. Now, when we're talking through the lowbrow Huckabee <laughs> MCU triangle you know, shield, lack of geometry knowledge. Jesse watches know, Frasier, so don't mess with him. You know what I'm saying? Like he is, he's you know cultured. So Marty, uh, what's going on? You got anything you want to plug before we wrap it up? Uh, what am I doing with my life? Uh, I'm really bad at this part. Uh, yeah. So uh, there's a song that is number two on radio. And Toby Mac is number one, but we know how politics go. So I don't think we're ever going to get number one with Toby. And, um, you know, his song is always, yeah, I know the song. Who's listening to Toby Mac? I already know what the song is about. Darkness and then sun in the morning. You know how that, that's something where the darkness, the darkest at night. You know how that goes. I hope we Uh, win. Clark, I need you to put the, 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 the DJ K Slate guns in there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we're going to win this. I would love to be number one. Basically. Uh, so this morning I had to like make, about 50 videos to DJs who were not even playing the song because they didn't know about it. Um, and so I'm really excited to be playing on uh, 88.1, which is pretty much all the Christian stations are always in the 80s, which means yeah. it's, it's not really a lot of money to get the 80s section. <laughs> if you're in the hundreds, I hear it's a lot more like Yo. Magic 102. So, uh, you know, I hope we do it. And if, if we do, I'll be back here and we'll all celebrate. And I'll buy everybody, uh, you know, something uh, from the T-shirt company that Derek yes. Monty uses. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> we're number one. We did this together. Uh, you know, we're in this. Yeah. How does it happen? Uh, so, so Jamie, there's this world of politics. And, you know, me and Derek can fill you in on that later. But basically, you just have to hit up every DJ and say, we would love for you to continue to play this song or to play this song. Um, and you know, hopefully they do it, but I, I want to hear, I want to hear some of these calls to DJ happen live. <gasps> I think it's its own podcast. Jesse, I love hey, what's this. Up? This is Frank from KWOR <laughs> Cincinnati. Safe for the little ears. And 82.1. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's exactly what it is. Safe for the little ears. What's going that's... on? Why are you calling me? Daddy? We just did yeah. one where it was like, uh, actually I have their like 
they sent me like their mission statement. Like I was going to read it. I was like, I'm not going to read it. Do you have their, do you have their phone number on you? No. Um, I don't. I'm, we, uh, I'm we just Zoom calls. We're so about calling. to get in some trouble. I'm very comfortable calling. <laughs> I, can, I can get a number. I can get a number really quick yeah. if you want. We could call uh, St. Jesse Louis. Jesse does this all they the would time. Love to. Let's do it. Fire it up, up, man. All right. Do it. I'm fine with it. <gasps> hey, remind me again. Mar- Marty, what, what, what's, your, what's y'all's new song called? It's called Without You. Derek, you got one dropping Friday too, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. What's, it, what's that one called? It's called Fair. Boost Beer. will probably play my song, honestly. Yeah, Boost will do it. So wait, so what's the way that we can vote you up and vote Toby down? Do we go onto the like your local station website? Is there a request thing there? Probably. Like, what do you want our audience to what do? What I think I'm going to do. This is what I'm thinking about doing. This is what I think my strategy. This is, a, this is amazing. My strategy is to is is to make a website yeah. um, that's like let's beat Toby Mac and uh, da- oh. and Danny Gokey. Well, I already own downwiththemac.com. So, down, Are you serious? Down, no, I don't own downwiththemac.com. That sounds what? like a DC Talk song. <laughs> down with da, the da, down with the d- it is. Down with yeah, the DC down Talk, with the Mac, right? Like, down with TMac is available. You can make some t shirts. Derek can tell you how. And we can listen. I've I found a phone number here. I have found a phone number here. Is it and, for Boost? You know, it's for Boost. They're the sweetest. Um, they're, they're the only ones who are playing the freaking song. We need to get Way FM. Let's look at Way FM. They're local. They're 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 South Florida local. Uh, they're Nashville too. Yeah, yeah. Station. Uh, I I now own downwiththemac.com and oh I will put gosh. all the information there for people to go and get Social Club number one and Derek Minor number one Social Club for a week and then Derek the next week and they can just keep going back and forth. All right, I got the number. Are you guys ready to call it? I can do it on speaker and hold it up to my microphone. 561-881-1929. That's Way FM. That's our Christian station here down the street from my house. They're really big. They're still playing right now. Uh, I can only imagine. <laughs> and they're playing Flood by Jones of Clay. And they're playing Jesus Freak. One. Press one. We want to speak to them local. We're relevant. Uh, we're we're relevant. We're calling. We have. <laughs> oh, you made this official. This is the best. This is the greatest. This happened the last time we tried to call Jose Canseco. For that Bigfoot hunt. <laughs> and I left a very, I've left a very intricate voicemail. Never got to recall that. that now. I left a voicemail, and if I get a voicemail, you better believe him. Leaving one. What are they doing? Why can't they answer their phone? I know they're probably they're probably blocking this infamous prank number. <laughs> I really feel like these stations need to whoever's working the lines because I felt like that. I felt like when you back in the day on radios, they're like, "We got so and so working the lines right now. Who's working the lines here?" Absolutely yeah. you know? right. Where are the that interns? Was a critical uh, with, job with, Spot, radio with, Spot, for with Spotify and all of that. I promise somebody at that at that joint. First off, that's probably a landline. It's probably way back in the back. And then somebody heard it was like, what is that? <laughs> like, there's a phone <laughs> ringing somewhere. We don't know. Hello, yeah, somewhere. Hello? This phone is ringing. <laughs> so if you want information on how to contact your local station to, rec- to request Derek Miner's new single and Social Club Misfits' new single, you can go to downwiththemac.com to, and all the information, I'll put it there by the time the show comes out. So I'm for real. That, that's where you'll find it all. That's so funny. It's now it's like a it's like a grassroots that's campaign starting. I dig the people this. People need a voice. So all right, dude. Thanks for joining us. 
Sorry for your failure at the game today. I'm not sorry. <laughs> thanks. All right. Kick me while I'm down. We'll get we'll get it back. We'll get it back. Well, also thanks to Matt Carney for joining us today. Make sure to check out his newest EP, Pacific Coast Highway, and keep your eyes out for his new album next month. It's called January Flower. Also, thanks to Mike Foster for joining us uh, for the Quarter Life Conversation. To see more of that conversation, head over to relevantmagazine.com. Check out the Quarter Life content. It's under the life section. You can click on Quarter Life. And uh, there's a lot more there. It's awesome. Well, before we wrap up, I want to mention a couple of things. While you're over at the Quarter Life section at our site, make sure to grab the new free Quarter Life ebook. It's called the Quarter Life Handbook. It's a free download and features amazing insight and practical advice from leaders like Shauna Nequist and Christine Kane, Scott Harrison, and many more. It's an amazing resource and it's available for free thanks to UHSM. All you got to do is when you get over to the Quarter Life section, there'll be a little pop-up for you to get the free ebook called the Quarter Life Handbook. You definitely want to check that out. It's awesome. Um, And also to make sure you don't miss a thing that we're doing every day, make sure to follow Relevant on all the socials. Uh, We're putting stuff out every day. Check out the relevantmagazine.com, you know, every day. But if you don't have time for all that browsing, all that following, all that scrolling, you can sign up for our top five trending stories sent to you every morning with our new daily newsletter. You can sign up right there on the homepage at relevantmagazine.com. It's our top five trending stories, just the best of the best curated for you every morning. Sign up now. Also, make sure to head over to the faith section at our site and check out our new daily devotional series, Deeper Walk, presented by Lumo. There's a morning devotional email that you can sign up for. Um, There's a new daily devotional podcast. And obviously, we're posting there on the website every day, every morning, Deeper Walk. Check it out now. It's great content. All right. Well, on that note, we will wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Jamie Ivey. And I'm Derek Miner. We will see you next Friday. Have a great week, everyone. Go check out Down with Mac.com. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at RelevantMagazine.com. We're going to be sending down McDonald's every meal. Relevant Podcast Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.